Welcome to The Golden Shadow, the podcast about psychology, philosophy, myth, mysticism, and mystery. My name is Alyssa Polizzi. And I'm Aaron Rogerson. And today we're discussing the principle of synchronicity, a concept introduced by Carl Jung that explores meaningful coincidence. Synchronicity can be seen as one of the expressions of the unconscious, connecting inner experiences to the outer world, revealing something that should be reflected upon, begging the questions, what is this calling attention to? What am I not perceiving in my conscious mind that should be known? Well, Arn, how do we answer these questions? Synchronicity is a very interesting topic. There's a fine line between what is perceived as being not real. Mm-hmm. People will dismiss the idea of synchronicity. Sure. But then there's something clearly happening that we must acknowledge. Yes. There's the idea that there is a physical occurrence of something like an act of God or a supernatural intervention. Mm. Like there's no way this could be just chance. It must be an act of God. And then there's also just the notion of the psychological phenomenon of synchronicity of feeling as Mm. if something has happened that can't be pure chance. Yeah. And trying to untangle those two ideas about synchronicity is is kind of difficult because they're blurred in some ways. Yes. I think what's so compelling about Carl Jung's work is that he was willing to dive in and try to build theory around that, which was often easily dismissed as "Mm, just poppycock, total rubbish, you know, that's people kind of wandering off into these um, areas of their mind that is full of fantasy and magic and the numinous. And uh, the fact of the matter is that it is a phenomenon and How can we wrap our mind around it? How can we try to build an understanding that grounds it in reality and figure it out from a more grounded perspective? Right. So when someone experiences a coincidence Mm -hmm. and it feels meaningful to them, it feels like there's no way this could be chance or this this means that I need to change my trajectory or I need Mm -hmm. to change the way I'm thinking about this or there's some action I need to take. Um, how do we make sense of that? How do we examine this and say what's happening psychologically there? And, um, that's what we're going to try and unpack today. So synchronicity as a term, I think is pretty familiar Mm -hmm. in the lexicon. Yeah. People use this word, um, pretty commonly nowadays. And we are referring to a meaningful coincidence, not just a coincidence, not just something that you kind of dismiss as like, Oh, well, no big deal. It's something that changes you or it shakes you or it makes you stop and think whoa what does Mm, it mean yes um yeah there has to take a lot of forms yes yes and there's definitely like some conditional elements to synchronicity um that the relationship between these occurrences feels a causal in nature so that the cause and effect principle which we can usually uh, usually easily um follow in a pretty linear progression suddenly is totally thrown out the window so that element of of synchronicity must be recognized or must be present for it to carry that deeply powerful charged emotional experience that's what kind of gives it that that air of mystery right so let's give some examples of synchronicity yes let's say that someone is at a party and they are meeting a lot of people people they've never talked to before and um let's say this guy meets a girl and he doesn't think much about the girl. Mm. She's just one of many people he's meeting and she's wearing this t-shirt and on the t-shirt is Rocky Erickson. who's this musician who was in the 13th floor elevators, um, kind of a psychedelic garage musician 
a little obscure, but not too obscure. But he doesn't know who Rocky Erickson is, and mm-hmm. they have a brief conversation about that, and then he moves on. Yeah. Doesn't think much about it. Mm. The girl doesn't stand out in his mind. He's distracted. He's busy. He's got a lot of work to do, mm. and he's just sort of schmoozing through the party. Well, I would say a week later, he is looking at some junk on the street, mm. some stuff that someone's thrown out, some boxes yeah. of, of old crap, whatever it is. And he looks into it and he sees an album mm. by Rocky Erickson, mm. let's say. And that's pretty unusual. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> it's not It's not like a, a Beatles album, maybe. It's not something that like is more common. You think, mm. well, that's not that strange. But this, this artist that he's never heard of before, he was on this T-shirt that this girl was wearing. Suddenly he sees another artifact yeah. of it and it sets off an alarm in his mind. It's like, what does it mean? Mm. And doesn't mean anything it's like i think it kind of does and i sort of feel like i need to get in touch with that girl Mm. for some reason yeah and that's already an effect that is interesting what's happening psychologically what's leading to this but you know it could even lead to let's say these two people end up getting married eventually yeah (laughs) and their story is like this weird coincidence of like i wasn't going to call you but i saw this image right and it made me think I need to call you yeah. and I did. And it turned out that you were like going to be my future wife. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. Like yes. synchronicity. Yes. Um, another way that synchronicity appears is sometimes in dreams and the imagery that we see in dreams. So an example might be that an individual has been kind of feeling um, some disturbances maybe for the last month or two, something kind of under the surface feels like, a little off, but they haven't been able to really recognize what's going on with themselves, but they're just going through life, taking care of all the things that they need to kind of tapping in sometimes to that off feeling. And then one night they have this very intense dream and in it, their childhood friend who they haven't talked to in 25 years Mm -hmm. um, is present. And then the next day they get a call from that same friend. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you know, it probably would have been an odd experience anyways to hear from that friend, but suddenly the moment is charged with an intensity because they had dreamed of that friend the night before and um, by taking that call and having this deeper sense of wanting to explore you know what their connection is um, the, f- the the two individuals start talking more about their childhood the the individual starts to realize there's all this repressed material that they haven't been been paying attention to mm. that seems to be a big cause of this underlying feeling of anxiety and an offness that's been present in their life. And that moment is kind of connected by the synchronicity. You know, the, the dream was not something that they caused or chose to happen. They certainly didn't reach out to the friend. And yet those, these two moments are linked through the synchronistic element kind of leading to this unfolding of deeper experience and exploration. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try another example. Let's say that, um, your mother died recently and the last time you guys, talked you had an argument and it Mm -hmm. didn't end well yeah and you left both feeling negative then your mother died unexpectedly and you're left with this terrible guilt this feeling of um uh, things being unresolved something that you can't let go of this remorse that you can't shake um that that's where you left things with your mother and let's say your mother had a favorite animal that she really really was into and owned a lot of um clothing or let's say sculptures who knows of, of owls she's mm-hmm. really into owls yeah that's that's her favorite animal and let's say you're walking in a park in the city like in the bay area let's say where we are and um now appears 
and that would be pretty rare. Yeah, it's not. There's no owls in the Bay Area. I mean, that's that's something that occasionally appears, like but up in the woods, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But for <laughs> something to appear to you in the park, and it's your mother's favorite animal, suddenly you feel as if she's visiting you. Yeah, you feel as if you are having a moment. You're having some sort of communion with mm-hmm. each other, and you're able to let go of what happened mm-hmm. and all that guilt and remorse. It, it leaks out of you yeah. and you feel like you were able to say goodbye to your mother. You yeah. feel like you were able to tell her that you loved her and that things between you are fine and yeah. the owl flies away. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about now and what we're sort of like circumambulating is that synchronicity is often anchored on some sort of symbol or what's connecting it is some element that both events are, are corresponding to an image or a symbol that holds a lot of energy and meaning. Right, so right. the owl as the symbol both of uh, the mother that's um, deceased but also kind of all of the aspects of uh, her relationship to seeing that in her home and her associations to it, the Rocky Erickson shirt um, that appears on the street. That's a symbol of meaning um, the individual who dreams of of the friend um, from childhood. Mm -hmm. All of these are working as a symbolic representation for something kind of deep within the unconscious that's being stirred and activated when the synchronicity happens. Right. So similar to dreams, that we've mm. talked about yeah. there, this experience of synchronicity just as a psychological phenomenon is expressing this need for unconscious material to come to the surface or yeah. to be expressed the, the unconscious is actually needing something mm. that yeah. the conscious or the ego is not paying attention to yeah and so when you meet the girl at the party your unconscious might be saying, ding, 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 ding. This, there's potential here. There's something special about this girl. Right. Pay attention, pay attention. Mm. But the ego is like, I can't, I don't right. have time Not for this. Not present to it. Not present. But the unconscious is searching for some way to express itself and mm. say, you need yeah. to get in touch with this girl. Yes. It's looking for it. Yeah. And it doesn't explain why Rocky Erickson showed up again, but it explains <laughs> yeah. why you might have been ready to receive yeah. Rocky Erickson in your life. Yes. It's a funny thing to say. <laughs> But, but um, it's true. It, There's yeah. the symbol. The symbol is holding the message that needs to be received. And how it comes through can be really odd sometimes, kind of feeling like otherworldly almost. But the fact of the matter is like when these moments happen, it's a chance for you to explore the meaning that comes up, the intensity of the affect, the the thoughts that uh, arise in your mind, mm-hmm. and really question what it is that feels like it is emerging in your life. And is it the need to dive deeper into your past and understand your experience? Is it, you know, that you need to be open to a relationship that seems like it's developing? Um, is it to find emotional closure? It's something that is likely bringing a type of balance it's compensating maybe the conscious attitude that's a little bit off kilter and the synchronicity is one of those expressions of the unconscious sort of uh coming through and making something obvious to us that um would otherwise be missed right and with the with the owl example also that you you're looking you're needing to say something to your mother you're Mm. you're really unconscious is really really craving some sort of resolution yeah and that doesn't explain the owl showing up but it does (laughs) it does explain that it's searching for a way to tell the ego to 
allow this to happen. Yeah. Let the unconscious speak. Mm. Let me process this. Let this be felt. And maybe if it wasn't the owl, maybe it would have been something else. Yeah. And maybe you would have stumbled upon um, a book that Mm. your mother liked Mm. and that does it. Yeah. Or maybe you happen to see a postcard that's of um, one of your mother's favorite spots to go visit or something like Mm. that. And all these things, they might feel like a deep coincidence of this is this is not possible. This yeah. is very strange. How could this happen? But in a way, the unconscious is actually searching for this and it might be nudging you closer mm. and closer towards this release, yes. towards letting it speak. Yeah. And it's going to find a way for that to happen by yeah. kind of circumambulating um, whatever it is that it needs, that yeah. the ego is standing in the way of. Yeah, I think you're also bringing up the point that's important to recognize, which is that when synchronicity happens, um, in some ways, the unconscious is kind of taking control and there's a dimness that happens to the ego. Consciousness kind of lowers for a moment and and that power and influence and the, the expression of the unconscious material is kind of breaking through the surface. And often this is something that we really don't experience um, in waking reality. Mm. So the dream imagery, when we go to sleep at night, we are, um, we, we are relinquishing control to the unconscious and it's going to serve us whatever it needs to. But synchronicity is almost, I mean, you can almost imagine it like these dreamlike moments suddenly manifesting into the material. And that's one of those principles of synchronicity is that it's connecting some sort of internal experience, some sort of um, emotional um, attachment or um, an inner event that's being met with something on the external. And when this happens, it's producing this perceived deep meaning um, by allowing you to connect these pieces together. Right, right. So this idea of the unconscious guiding you or pushing you in a direction and the ego is not paying attention so it doesn't realize it's happening yeah but you might find yourself drifting towards something Mm. and you're not even aware that you're drifting yeah unconscious just every time you make a decision every time that you are faced with certain options and the unconscious is sort of nudging you like choose that option Mm. and the ego Mm. is like i'm making the choices here and doesn't realize the unconscious is actually influencing Mm. its decisions which it always is of course yeah but it might be guiding you towards something that you are not open to um paying attention to or you're Mm. not open to receiving you there might be a path for you that the unconscious thinks you should go on and you're just refusing to acknowledge it you're saying i don't have time for that or that's not how i see myself (laughs) or what would that mean to like how would people what would people think of me if i Mm. went on this path right um but it is doing this and that's why this this idea of coincidence um this meaningful coincidence can be something that is going to happen yeah it just it needs the right moment the symbolic yeah. contact to like really wake up the ego mm. and say oh yeah. my god yeah, wake up i mm-hmm. had no idea but like this strange meaningful coincidence has means i need to choose a new path now yeah and you've actually been uh drifting towards that the entire time so it's not as much of a coincidence as you might think it is mm. yeah and i think that brings up the the dynamics of interacting with synchronicity where we, when we experience it, um, 
we we should approach it as something that we are not trying to chase in our life or something that we're trying to make too much of, even though the experiences are incredibly powerful and they are meaningful and they can in many ways change the trajectory of our life and kind of move us into this different place. Um, but it's, it's a part of you. It's an expression of these deeper layers of your beings and the different dimensions of your reality that are trying to guide you towards this principle of, of maybe more harmony or order or realization and when that happens, it's it's something to lean into and and to understand, but not to kind of lift up onto this pedestal of just like, you know, kind of mystical, magical uh, origin that, you know, then you're searching for it everywhere. And then you might start seeing it in places that you shouldn't. It's, you know, we recognize the power and the beauty and the uniqueness of synchronicity while also kind of releasing that experience then and integrating it and moving forward with it. Right. So there's definitely a lot of dangers in confirmation bias. Mm, yeah. There's um, a term called epiphenia, which is reading patterns um, that aren't, aren't actually there, yeah. reading into things mm. in a way that isn't real. Mm. So one like simple example is like people can see things in the clouds yeah. that look like things, but they're not actually those things. You see a, a rabbit in the sky there's not actually a rabbit there, but mm. you see the pattern anyways. Yeah. And th this, if, if you are looking for synchronicity, if you are desperately searching for it, yeah. there um, will be all these opportunities for you to read into what you're seeing <laughs> and saying, oh my God, it's a sign. Yeah. Or it's a sign from God. Yeah. Or like that, that, uh, that license plate, that license plate has these three letters and it mm. says, go X and go X means go extreme, meaning I should take the extreme <laughs> route on this path that I want to go on. And clearly that's the answer. And now I know exactly what to do. Yeah. It's like you can, you know, those are the kind of patterns that we recognize in schizophrenia, for, for, for instance. Yeah. That's obviously a more um, pathological extreme example, but mm. schizophrenia often involves reading patterns reading into things in a way that's not actually real mm. and it's like you're making too much out of what you're seeing you're seeing billboards and you're saying that means something yeah and you're seeing a dog walk past you and you're like that means something mm. and that really ties in this idea of wanting to yield agency yeah. away yeah and that's that's a common thing with a lot of what i would say is unbalanced pathological mm. perhaps spiritual practices or engagements sure. is like you're not actually trying to individuate you're mm -hmm. not actually to be trying to ascend and become a better person you're just trying to give away your agency and yeah. say please make my decisions for me i can't handle the complexity of life right. just tell me what to do yes yes i think that is a, a certain manifestation that we see in all communities of individuals um we we definitely tend to see that manifest quite a bit i think in like the new age community where the term synchronicity i think has been sort of like co-opted into that use of expressing any simple symbol that seems to represent something like i saw 333 and then two hours later i saw 555 it's like well like you know if you're <laughs> 
if you're in, imbuing this supposedly deep meaning into this, this very simplistic act, mm-hmm. like looking at your phone and you just keep seeing like 11, 11. And then, you know, like you were driving and there was like repeating numbers in a license plate, as you're saying, it's, it's chasing the rabbit down these holes um, where you can just get lost and lost and lost. And it kind of, Uh, overly simplifies and moves the understanding to a very low resolution place and we want to remember that synchronicity finds us really and Mm. the impact should be something that kind of comes in in a way that it's deeply charged and so if you're just seeing like these repeating numbers on your phone or in your car like you know three times a day um i i would kind of classify that as more of that uh, desire for the the confirmation bias and maybe that's because deep down you're really looking to make sure that like you're on the right path and um you know that you're doing things well but like synchronicity is not the thing you should be turning to in that case right and then the the opposite side of this is also true that's mm-hmm. important to bring up is yes. that if you are someone who demands logical calculated decision making at all times mm-hmm there might be real implicit patterns that are revealing themselves to you. Sure. There, there might be things that are actually meaningful that the unconscious is picking up on mm. that you're going to dismiss Yeah, yeah. and say, well, no, 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 that's, that doesn't mean anything. Mm. Or a, a so-called coincidence happens and it actually is meaningful. It actually means like something, there is some great pattern here that you're not actually consciously aware of and you might just dismiss it yeah. and say, well, I can't pay attention to that. The girl in the Rocky Erickson shirt it's just a coincidence <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And then you miss out on your future wife right. or all these other examples of how someone might, um, rather than dismiss the complexity completely and just say, God, make a decision for me or, mm. or just, I want my, I want my entire trajectory in life to be decided by these strange symbols that mm. emerged to me. The opposite mm. might be true where it's like, I'm refusing to let the unconscious speak. I'm yes. refusing to yes. pick up on implicit yeah. patterns. I'm refusing to listen to what this strange unknown in intuition mm. is is telling me yeah and then you get people who just cannot rely on their intuition and i think that can be just as pathological oh absolutely that is like the the situation in which someone's probably uh very limited to the sphere of conscious awareness and that which is measurable that which um is observable they maybe aren't fully in touch with those aspects of the personality or even have a denial of the unconscious completely and there are certainly people who are living their life um like that and at some point i think often there will be a reckoning in some way the unconscious will speak and even then there might be a denial of it maybe because it's manifested into um, like a type of somatization so it's like your unconscious materials coming into the body you're having um, anxiety attacks you've suddenly developed a weird pain in your shoulder these things can be further manifestations of unconscious content and the further we deny it the more it's going to try to speak itself so it might do it in these beautiful magnificent ways like synchronicity or maybe it's an intense dream imagery uh, maybe in somatization but if we continue to deny that presence of the the true depths of our personality we we rob ourselves of these experiences to truly know who we are in totality right so we have this idea that there are some people who can create their own luck mm. we, we tend to view depends who we are but we tend to view 
excuse me, we tend to view chance as something that is just that it's just chance. Yeah. So things happen to people and like, oh, they got pretty lucky. Mm. That person seems to get lucky a lot. Yeah. And what you could kind of interpret one facet of that at least is that there are individuals who let their unconscious speak and who let their intuition guide them. Mm. And they actually find themselves experiencing synchronicity often. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because what they're doing is they're allowing this deeper side of them to kind of Mm. nudge them in directions and they let themselves float Mm. in certain directions. Cause like, I just feel like this is the right path. Yeah. And like, well, give me a logical explanation of why it's like, I don't know. I just, I just (laughs) feel it. And people who yeah. can find the right balance of between the person who is yielding complete agency mm. and the person who demands logical calculation all times. Sure, There's sure. obviously a balance in that we we find that we can make synchronicity happen mm. in a way that is useful yeah. by paying attention to moments of chance mm. that feel meaningful. Yeah. What what is the unconscious saying to me? Yeah. Why is it pointing me towards this thing? Yeah. Uh this strange bird appeared and Mm. it has a strange color and it's making me think about my friend who i haven't talked to in a while yeah you should listen to that Mm -hmm. and say well something's going on here that i need to pursue yeah you don't need to say well clearly the cosmos has a destiny laid out for me and i must follow my destiny i mean you know again there's a ways to find balance here but in this way you can make your own luck by Mm. being open to synchronicity in this way yeah as we've touched upon a bit in this dynamic conversation between like ego consciousness and the unconscious when we recognize the deeper part of the iceberg that exists under uh, the surface of the ocean it's that bigger part of ourself that is paying attention to all of these behaviors the choices we make the patterns that are being sensed and this greater part of personality in some ways can guide you through it kind of compensate for the, the limitation of the ego and and kind of help you towards you know a, a greater path um better choices um you know taking advantage of something that comes your way and when that happens it, it it requires that we're open sometimes to the things that are not fully explainable to us. And so the individuals who have that greater connection maybe to the unconscious, maybe they have a higher intuitive function in their personality, may find themselves in situations where things just seem to work out. Like, hmm, my luck is pretty good. And that might actually be because you're listening to the part of yourself that's paying attention all of the time. Right. And that part of you is incredibly powerful. It's it's, it's, it's more powerful in many ways. than It's more control. I mean, if we're being realistic, it's more in control than the ego is, but like mm. it should be listened to. You have literally a few billion years of instinct that's been built right, up that, right. that guides yeah. non-conscious creatures pretty yes, well. Yes, and it guides yes. you too. Yes. And maybe you should listen to it instead of trying to dissolve it with your rationality constantly. Yeah, maybe it's helpful to think about the unconscious, which can sometimes seem incredibly mysterious as just like this is a... A, a hub of evolution's psychological instinct that's embedded in your being mm-hmm. and before like consciousness was really born there is this whole foundation which your being was built upon that your dna was built upon right. and this is a highly refined and intelligent part of of yourself right and, and synchronicity is what it's calling you towards when when you are experiencing these strange, meaningful experiences that feel like they're just chance experiences. Mm. Synchronicity is calling you towards individuation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what's happening is it, it might not be that 
the analysis of the synchronistic moment that you have is totally correct. It might not mean that it leads you to make the best decisions, mm. but it's leading you to explore what you're really feeling. Yeah. Even even if it doesn't actually lead to the perfect outcome. <laughs> if you have a synchronistic moment and it says something to you, you should pursue it. Yeah. And it might lead you to be like, oh, okay, well, I realize I wasn't embracing this pain I was feeling mm. uh, that I have in, towards my ex because mm. we, we ended things poorly. I wasn't really embracing that. I wasn't really owning up to that. And this synchronistic moment I had that made me think of my ex led to that. Mm. And now that's been integrated into me. Yeah. I've, I've brought that into awareness and now I feel more whole and more yeah. complete. And that's where, where synchronicity is calling you towards that. Certainly. The process of individuation is not a straight and easy path. It's going to wind and you're going to climb over these huge boulders that feel impossible. And then you'll go deep down into these crevices and it's going to feel like you're totally lost. And then you come out again. So recognizing that as we pursue um, a, a type of wholeness of personality and uh, kind of moving more towards self-realization, that we the path is going to take us um on, on this winding adventure and it's going to be difficult and sometimes that synchronicity leads you to more challenge and trouble but it's ultimately towards greater consciousness and greater awareness all right for the shadow work portion we're going to explore synchronistic play mm. which is what does it mean? it's a term that i've made up um <laughs> it, i mean other people might use this term but i've never um, heard it yeah i think it's a good it's a good term it but is what's what's it it's kind of trying to express this idea of making the synchronistic effect happen mm. in a way that is low stakes and yes. structured in the form of a game mm. so it's not the truest expression of synchronicity yeah. it is not a coincidence per se it's sort of like this very simple game you can play and anyways we're going to explore like what that means mm. so like the, the simplest expression of this would be uh flipping a coin yeah and you might have two options you're trying to decide between and your ego might think that both options are equally good mm -hmm. and it's wrestling with that or maybe the unconscious wants one thing and the ego wants a different thing and there's, sure. there's tension in you and you can't decide yeah so you flip a coin mm. and let's say you're trying to decide between uh wendy's and jack in the box let's <laughs> say you, you you're not sure which one you should go to <laughs> and so you flip a coin i'm not sure why you're laughing <laughs> but um maybe this is a little too realistic i for, know right <laughs> yeah like oh all right um and you, your unconscious actually wants Jack in the Box. You just don't mm. realize it. Yeah. But you flip a coin and let's say you get heads, Wendy's. And your immediate response is, mm. no, yeah. I don't really like that, yeah. that result. And I'm going to flip it again. And then you flip it again and you get Wendy's again. And you're just <laughs> like, mm. I'm going to flip it again. And then you flip it again <laughs> and you get Wendy's. And you're like, ah. And you realize you don't actually want to go to Wendy's at all. You, you want to go to Jack in the Box this entire time, but yeah. for some reason you wouldn't allow yourself to just say that, to mm. feel that. And that's a strange thing that can happen within us right. is that we want something, yeah. but we won't allow ourselves to admit it to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And flipping a coin does that. Mm. And this is playing with this strange effect of like letting the unconscious speak. Mm. 
by finding this strange way to make symbolic contact with whatever it wants. Yes. And the ego then listens. Yes. So a better way to explore this that's actually probably more useful is to use tarot. That's right. Like we've talked about before. Yes. um, Tarot as this um, sort of contained system of symbolic imagery is this... um, it's just this deep well of possibility for the unconscious to work on. When we really talk about what maybe even like the language of the unconscious is, how the unconscious thinks, mm. it's really through symbol and through metaphor. And um, when we tap into that, especially in the waking realm and not in our dreams anymore, we can utilize a tool like tarot to begin to sort of unlock those pathways towards the unconscious and to create that dialogue Um by evoking the the principle of synchronicity because we're kind of choosing the cards at random. We don't know what's going to come up. Right, right. And then you, you pick a card or you pick several cards. Let's say mm-hmm. you pick three cards and it seems to speak exactly to what you're going on right now. Right, And there's right. this feeling of like, well, that's a strange coincidence. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling really, really exhausted. That's like what's mostly on my mind is how tired and worn out I feel. Yeah. And then I draw the Ten of Wands. Right. Mm-hmm. What's saying is like, oh my God, like, yes, that's like, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And that, that seems like a strange coincidence. You mm. might say that you drew that card because it seems to fit so perfectly and the chances yeah. of that are so low. Mm. And, you know, there's some allusion to like it being the perfect card and mm. the chance of it. And that's, that's, you know, what synchronicity is, is there's sort of this illusion of like, well, that's impossible, but right. it actually it is possible. Yeah. And the unconscious is just trying to speak through it. Right. It's trying to like anchor or, or hook on to some sort of symbolic image. So mm. sometimes it's the owl, sometimes it's Rocky Erickson, sometimes it's the 10 of wands. And especially with the tarot, because it's built of, of very um, kind of potent images imagery that already kind of has many deep layers of possibility there's so much that we can dive into and wrap our minds around and allow the unconscious sort of flow forward and to grace us with all of these revelations that we were really needing and that we're probably already trying to come forward but are now are finally hitting us um in our conscious awareness so the synchronistic play in this case is to use uh, some sort of tool like the tarot that allows you to dive into that realm where we create an environment of synchronicity. And in that way, it's it's not going to have quite the same potency as, say, the owl that showed up in the park after your mother passed away. But there, it's a spectrum, and it's it's still on that spectrum of synchronicity. Right. So the, the same sort of um, skepticism and dismissal that might be thrown at synchronicity is going to be mm. thrown at tarot, mm-hmm, right? Certainly. And it depends who you're talking to because there are people who are using tarot in a way that they're sort of claiming that there's something like supernatural yeah. Yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true personally, but um, if you look at tarot in a non-supernatural way, it's like the what is being drawn, you could say it doesn't mean anything. Mm. You shouldn't put much stock in the cards you're mm. drawing because it's random. It doesn't mean anything. But that's missing the point. It does mean something. Right. And it means something to you. Mm. And when you, when you draw the cards and you're actually open to letting the unconscious interpret it and yeah. speak, it, the cards are meaningful mm. even though they're random and even though they aren't right. like an act of God or something right. like that. And the same is true with synchronicity. You could say the owl shows up 
and you could dismiss it and say, well, the owl doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. It's like, why, why are you putting stock in the owl? The owl is not your mom. You know that, right? right. Like the owl is like, that's not, that's not your mom. Okay. <laughs> so like the fact that you're feeling all this meaning from it is stupid. Yeah. It's right. bullshit. You shouldn't do it. Mm. But that's missing the point. And so with tarot, the cards being drawn are meaningful coincidences. Yeah. And how that works is complex and very interesting (laughs) what's actually happening and the same with the owl the owl is a meaningful coincidence and it's so meaningful that there actually is something real Mm. about what's happening and the unconscious is actually finding a way to make contact with um with what it needs to make contact with through this and that's what you can play with Mm -hmm. with tarot yeah and i do think something like tarot really allows you to have a lot of breadth with this kind of play there's a lot of different options and a lot of different um, kind of containers of experience and emotional depth that can be represented Um, so if there's something similar that you relate to you can certainly try out that like synchronistic play Um, but the tarot is really a contained system that's already kind of built for this and and wants to invite that unconscious material forward um, it, ga- it lets us gain access to, you know, what is always maybe the, the greater knowledge of the unconscious realm that's always trying to give us maybe that like early warning system or the signs that we're not seeing to compensate for the limited nature of, of the conscious awareness. And this synchronistic play is your access point to it. And with that, we recognize that we are causing the situation by engaging in a tarot reading. Um, so in that sense, we, we recognize our own agency and our own power in this. We are the the vessel. We are the conduit of all of this happening. Um, but you also allow yourself to lean into the randomness of it and the coincidence of what card comes up and the feeling that it um, evokes within you and the memories that arrive Um into your mind as you consider what this card really means and how it has implications um, for your current life situation. And with that in mind, we can create a dynamic where we can work with the images, we can work with the unconscious material that comes forward, but we also are, are keeping agency. We're recognizing our power in this. We recognize that we still move forward with us that has to make the choices, that we are the ones writing our future and not the cards themselves. Um, and that really keeps things grounded. Right. So let's try some examples of this. Okay. So uh, we need a deck and we don't have one on us, but there's, there's one in the bottom drawer not uh, above that the basket yes all right here we go okay so let's let's try to give an example of this and, and the only way we can do this is to kind of speak about uh my experience right now okay or experience but we can talk about my experience sure let's say that what is going on with me probably unconsciously mm-hmm. deep down within me is i'm feeling really exhausted in a lot of ways i'm feeling really overwhelmed yeah in a lot of ways there's a lot of anxiety mm. with me right now i mean i'm not losing my mind but like there are a lot of things i'm trying to juggle yeah there's a lot of feelings of wanting to kind of escape mm. get away yeah. from this place go retreat and hide someplace mm. get um find some way to rest and recharge mm-hmm. that's what's at the forefront for me yeah. right now and if, if, I'm, if i'm conscious of it you know that's not always how it is. Maybe it's something that you're not aware of. Yeah. And we could say, well, what if, what if I'm not aware of all that? So let's say that's all under the surface. Mm-hmm. And instead the ego um, is like, I'm fine. <laughs> I am totally fine. Yeah. I'm like rock solid. But let's say I draw three cards. So okay. I guess I can draw three cards for me. 
Okay. These look like they're in order. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, the first one's going to be the three of wands. Yeah. Then we're going to do the sun. And then after that, the two of pentacles. So the three of wands is... This is a card where we're starting to really look at the evolution of a vision and a goal and a dream that's really held in our mind and really connected to a deep spiritual yearning, you might say. We're dealing with the wands, which is all about creation and motivation and inspiration. Right. The three of wands is the individual standing up on the hillside, kind of looking right, out. Right. It's perspective. It's understanding how to move forward. It's taking action. It's expansion. Right, the surveyor yeah. uh, looking out, taking taking a step out of the safety zone and mm. maybe um, looking at the adventure ahead and yeah. sort of taking stock of what's about to happen or what what needs to be crossed, this huge body of water maybe that needs to be crossed. Yeah. And to me, I might say, oh, that seems like a strange coincidence because I'm looking at this project that I have laid out in, in front of me of, of putting myself on the internet and... Mm trying to make this podcast and trying to put myself out there and it feels incredibly daunting yeah. in a way that I feel exhausted by it. Mm. And I almost want to turn back. Mm. And the, the surveyor, the three of wands, the the man looking out across the water, he's left the castle yeah. to go venture. Yes. It's like, that's meaningful to me. Mm. And it's like, that can't be chance. Like right. that card being drawn, something about that feels like a strange coincidence. And yeah. so I'm sort of like playing with this synchronistic effect. Right. Even though I know that it is chance. Right. For me, there's yeah. something that's meaningful about it. And the unconscious doesn't care that it's chance. The <laughs> unconscious is like, it means something. Right, right. Pay attention now. Right. And I should be listening to that, <laughs> yes. not just dismissing it because of what's like, well, it can't mean anything because it's just a random card. Right. Um, yeah. And that, that card works as that symbol for the unconscious to hook onto and to allow the, the meaning to flow. And you start then feeling... Um, a relationship to that symbol and in this case a relationship to the card where you realize that you're kind of moving out into this new frontier that maybe you're needing deeper perspective and mm -hmm. to see things from uh, from the hillside you know like kind of raise yourself up and 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 understand how you might take more authority in yourself by seeing the, the bigger picture of your goal um, and it brings to mind all of these things that you might have been missing in your regular awareness or the the things that were blocking that and kind of breaks attention. Yeah, the sun communicates to me um, this thing that I am seeking, this thing that is not in my life right now. Mm -hmm. There's sort of an absence of light from my life. That sounds mm -hmm. like pretty extreme, yeah. but that is kind of how it feels. It's sort of like wanting to be out, wanting to be out of the house, wanting to be someplace beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's very literal, mm -hmm. wanting to feel that light and feel yeah. that kind of arrival mm -hmm. at the place that I'm meant to be, the place that I should mm -hmm. go. Um, and feeling that sort of hope of arriving there at some place. So that that's meaningful. Again, mm -hmm. the card is not just like, well, that means nothing to me. It's right. like, nope, it means something. Mm -hmm. And the next card is, I can't the see. The two of pentacles. So it's like the, the individual who's juggling two pentacles in his hand with his foot raised and the big waves in the background right 
it's certainly the card to me that always depicts like the ups and downs of juggling many different pieces. Mm. What is life throwing at you today? What's being brought up again? You're feeling uh, thrown off balance and now you're kind of finding your flow. Then you're off again. It's yeah. this dynamic tension of yeah. riding the waves of life or committing in some way to something and then having to deal with the aftermath of everything that comes with it. And well, that right. seems kind of poignant to me. Right. I mean, I mean, I even <laughs> said this before we drew the card. Just like I feel like I'm juggling a lot. Yeah, that's I feel true. like yeah. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm I'm not sustaining mm. this speed. Mm. And so the again, this card being drawn, it's like, well, that's a strange coincidence because I talked about feeling like I'm juggling all these things mm. beforehand. And, and then the juggler comes out. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. juggler comes out and uh, you know, that feeling of, of these waves crashing and like just like not getting a break and yes. sort of having these ups and downs and feeling kind of like I wish everything would just stop moving. Yeah. I wish there would be some stillness for a second. Yeah. That all seems very poignant. And um again, the unconscious feels that mm. in the cards. Yeah. I mean the synchronicity that happens, the, the unconscious feels it. Yeah. And even if you want to dismiss it, and even if the ego can tell you it's just chance mm. doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. the unconscious thinks it does mean something yeah it just you can't get around that yeah that it does and it's like why don't you let it find meaning in this mm -hmm. instead of telling the unconscious it needs to shut up because yeah. like it doesn't understand how reality works like the mm -hmm. unconscious believes in like crazy things mm -hmm. and like you shouldn't listen to it ever <laughs> it's like you're just closing yourself off to who you are yeah. you're closing yourself off to this well of information that's very very useful mm. And there's always a balance here. You always need to be careful. I, I need to make sure that I'm not taking these cards, for instance, and saying like, well, this obviously means that I should get a divorce. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think so beforehand, but now the card says it clearly. Yes, but imagine that you pull a card that say like the eight of swords which mm -hmm. shows an individual who's like wrapped up and there's a ring of swords and her eyes are blindfolded and it, there's this feeling of being trapped yep. and limitation and um this sense of uh, anxiety even like claustrophobia and with what that evokes in you is this realization of of how this relationship is something that's not working for you right. and that's what's that's what's released and opened up that's the tension that's broken in that moment that the card served as a symbol for you to get deeper in touch with an aspect of your emotional experience and your relational experience that you are out of touch with. Right, right. And in, in, in that in that case, the card is not telling you what to do. Yes. You are mm. telling yourself what to do. Yeah. And the card is just a key that unlocks that exactly. pathway. It allows the unconscious to speak and says, I am incredibly unhappy in this relationship and yeah. it needs to stop. Yes. And it's like, you actually already knew that. Yes. You just refuse to let yourself acknowledge it. Yes. And um, the synchronicity unlocks it for you. Yeah. It allows you to get in touch with who you are and how yeah. you feel. It opens up a bridge between the higher self and lower self that is so often blocked in the world that we live in with all the stresses that we live in, with all this insistence of materialism, yes. I would say, mm. um, that really we're starving as people mm. as a culture without religion yeah. we, we are, are failing to um embrace who we are as spiritual beings yeah and synchronicity unlocks that Now it's time for a dream from one of our audience members. This is from a 39-year-old female. Here's the dream. 
I dreamed of my car. I would stick the keys in the ignition, and it would barely start. I would drive it a few feet, and it would turn off. I kept doing that and getting my car a little closer to where it needed to be so I could change the oil. Eventually, I broke the key off in the ignition, trying to get it to start. I never made it to where I was supposed to be. I was in a parking lot, moving up levels. Hmm. This is an interesting dream because I think it's pretty relatable. Yeah. Um, something that many individuals might have occur in their dreamscape. And in that, first and foremost, is the symbol of the car. Mm-hmm. And and that's actually something that's quite a recurring dream image for me. So when I think about cars entering into one's dream, we start to explore it as this um, this this symbol of agency yeah. and um, kind of like empowerment, self empowerment. Especially if you're the one driving your car, it brings a sense of movement, of expansion, moving into new territory, of being in control. Um, so especially when it's your individual car and you are the one driving, we are dealing with, um, the, the kind of dynamic of autonomy in a dream. Right. So dreams, excuse me, not dreams, cars play such a powerful role in our lives that they, you can't help but think of a car as being this deep symbol of going places Mm. of, accomplishing what you need to accomplish um it's also kind of like a temporary home Mm. in a lot of ways we spend a lot of time in our car Mm. it's the car is kind of the place of safety yeah you can get out of the rain um you might even keep a lot of possessions in your car that you use you might even sleep in your car occasionally but this um this role of this incredibly powerful tool that could take on this symbolic significance as like a home um your sort of place in life mm. or your sort of station or mm. just like the psyche itself yeah and um the ability to get moving yeah. the ability to get somewhere you want to be the ability to make a change or ascend mm. even if that is to escape your current situation yeah i mean the car is a modern uh manifestation of of technology that takes us places and has emboldened us and empowered us but it's inherently a very sort of primal and spiritual thing and before we had the car what did we have what did we use well we had horses which revolutionized the entire world because they were the first machines basically the first like bulldozers that you know just changed the game yeah forever yeah um but you know we didn't evolve with horses so before that did we have steeds not exactly but we still needed to go places so Mm. there's there's definitely um this idea of items that unlock power yes that is deep deeply built within within us as as humans we use tools tools represent something incredibly significant in our evolution yeah they they make us human yeah is the, the the tool so Having a dream about a hammer, for instance, you might view that as a tool Mm. and a car or a horse in the dream might represent an extreme version of that, this this, this power of a god, basically, to do these crazy things. Yeah, um, it's certainly, I think, 
took hold in the collective consciousness, um, in the experience of the collective, that we could gain access to a type of tool or mechanism that could suddenly um, amplify what was possible for humanity. And mm. now that's kind of taken a more uh, modern manifestation, as I said. And so we really think about this symbol of the car as something that we're deeply connected to that allows us to kind of be the one at at the driver's at the wheel right in the yeah. driver's seat like mm -hmm. you're the one who's driving the energy you're the one who's making the choices you're the one who's saying where the aim is or what the goal is what's the destination and so when the dreams appear in car in when cars appear in dreams we keep doing that yeah. when cars appear in dreams who is driving that's a really important thing because mm -hmm. sometimes you dream um, and someone else is in the driver's seat in this case we do have the dreamer here but there's uh, there's an issue here. The car is not working right. So there's right. a tension of maybe her feeling of her own agency in this situation. Um, she's putting the keys into the ignition. It's not starting. She's trying to drive a few feet. The car turns off again. Her relationship to where she's trying to move maybe into this next evolution of her life of feeling like she's taking control, that she's guiding uh, the energy and, and the major principles in her life is it might not actually be um, what feels a, a, as a conscious truth to her. So in the dream, she's seeing kind of mirrored back to her the struggle to, to, to gain control of the car. Right. And the key, this deep universal symbol that we, we all recognize, mm. this needing something tiny and seemingly insignificant yeah. to unlock a great power. Mm -hmm. That's something that's, that's prominent for us um, because the car does these amazing things, but it doesn't work if you don't have a key. Yeah. And so I kind of wonder, is there something that's in her life, this yeah. small insignificant mm. thing that she feels like is preventing her from doing what she needs to do. Yes. So she could get moving. She could make all these powerful changes. She could be where she wants to be, but there's this one thing that's not working or it's not there yeah. or it's in the way. And right. who knows what that could be, yes. but there might be a little thing that she is refusing to look at, mm. refusing to examine yeah. and acknowledge that is actually preventing her from making this gigantic change. Yeah, yeah. Um, the dreamer did provide some context that she's been um, maybe considering leaving her job, talking mm. to her coworkers about it, that, she, you know, when she is discussing it, she's going into negative experiences that she's been having, unpleasant experiences, um, and that's the reason why she wants to be leaving her job. And she's expressing that to her coworkers. Her coworkers, yeah. yes. And so there's an interesting dynamic here where it seems like she seems pretty ready to make this leap, to to make a change, to take control of her life, get to somewhere better. Um, but is is there some tension of why she hasn't made that change yet? Um, is there something that's holding her back? Um, what's the key in the situation here that doesn't seem to really be um, kind of inserting in into its destination of uh, to, to activate this vehicle of potential in her life. And maybe it's a really small emotional uh, kind of self-limitation kind of block that's at play here. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's her not believing enough that she can really take that step and, and kind of venture into the unknown. 
Um, you know, we don't have a lot of context to go off of, but I would really ask the dreamer to consider what it is that's keeping her stuck because the dream certainly seems to be reflecting her inability to move higher up into these uh these new levels um that's kind of imaged of in the in, uh, parking garage yeah exactly right. which is interesting right and and the the key the small thing that might be preventing her from from moving is something that maybe it's very painful or yeah. maybe uh it's very difficult to approach um because the key breaks mm. and because the key breaks off the ignition it, there's this feeling of like i need this one thing to work i need this yeah. little thing to make everything else work mm. but if i touch it it might just break right, and then right. everything's screwed. Yeah. And so it's like a, this need to kind of like approach the key very gently and be careful with it. And this fear that you could just ruin everything yeah. if you touch this the wrong way. Um, it might be something, as you said, that's just inside of her that she's having trouble approaching, mm. or having trouble confronting mm. that might require a little bit of deeper examination of herself. Yeah. And also that she can further look at this image and symbol of the oil, something that needs to be brought back into the car, something right, that might... the oil change. Yeah, the oil change. So what's going on here with the the realization that something within the mechanics of the car is not working as it should, mm-hmm. and we need to come in maybe with some sort of new substance, um, a new mentality, a new emotional energy that needs to be inserted into this vehicle to bring it back online right or need to cleanse mm. maybe there's some dark material within you some shadowy Ooh. liquid that like needs <laughs> to be integrated or it needs to be yeah. cleansed out of you maybe there needs to be some sort of catharsis or right. release or some sort of um some kind of therapeutic exercise whatever that might be that's yes. going to cleanse you of this dark energy that's within you i know yeah. that's kind of kind of reading a lot into the dream well, of like well, well the dark con- liquid well but, no no, you know. no consider this what happens when you go for an oil change the oil has become black and sooty and right it's, full of like materials yeah. that are like kind of like clogging up yeah. the engine yeah. and when you put new oil in it's like golden and it's uh, got this like amber color whoa <laughs> So that oh man like ooh, that's cool like it it actually it's is a, like a golden thing <laughs> it's like a shadow like it becomes golden <laughs> almost exactly so we're actually seeing a really interesting interplay here then between the shadow and the light mm-hmm. and what happens when the the shadow work begins and we begin to pull up that unconscious dark material mm-hmm. and it can get transformed into light um, it becomes golden again or it's imbued with some new consciousness that really brings um, energy into the situation or maybe makes you see some potential power um, creative insight um, inspiration that really does kind of help you move through the situation at hand do you have a question for us do you have a dream you'd like us to analyze is there a topic you'd like us to cover we want to hear from you Contact us through a submission form, which can be found on our Instagram page at Golden Shadow Podcast. Or if you're listening on YouTube, you can find the link in the description down below. Thanks for listening. See you later. If you find this podcast useful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash golden shadow podcast. Thank you. <laughs>